Welcome to New Birth Christian Ministries. We are glad you are joining us today. Our services will begin shortly. Here at New Birth, our mission is to transform our families, our schools, our community, and our city by introducing everyone to Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that Christ will change their hearts and baptize them into His family by the Holy Spirit called New Birth. The New Birth experience will begin shortly. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today I want to talk to you about flipping the page. In the book of Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church about the truth of our flesh. As you begin to read all through Corinthians and you look and you study Corinthians, um, there's a fact that all of us, you and me, the people next to you and the people behind you, will all have to stand before the judge. That all of us in here will have to stand before a holy God. And based on the scripture, it tells us that when we stand before God, at the judgment seat of Christ that will be repaid for the things that we've done on earth. Those things that are good and those things that are bad. That all of us, no matter how good you look right now, no matter how long you've been in church, no matter how good your shout is, no matter how much scripture you know, that we all end up standing in front of the judge to pay for the good and the bad that we've done. Now, for those of us who know ourselves, that's a scary reality. For those of us who lived a little, who've done some things, who got some experience in some areas, it's a scary thing to think that everything that I've done I'll have to pay for at the judgment seat. But it also testifies in 2 Corinthians that not only will there be a revealing of things that have been done, but, but the chapter begins to take a turn because he begins to give me some hope. Now I'm talking about me. I don't know about you. You may have a perfect life. But, but there's hope for me because even though my nature has caused me to do some things I'm not proud of. My nature has caused me to have some secrets. My nature has caused me to say some stuff to some people that I don't want you to replay in heaven. Paul says, the good news is that Jesus comes to transform us, to regenerate us, so that we are not stuck in a cycle of sin and death. See, before I was stuck in my sin, could not escape my sin, could not get out my sin, could not help myself. Now, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I can be regenerated, which means I can be made new. And by God's love and him selecting me and electing me and choosing me to have the new birth of the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Ghost working in my life, I can stop doing some things that I could not stop doing before. 
And that is the beauty of this text in that I'm no longer a slave to the things I used to be a slave to. I now can have light in the midst of my darkness. And what happens is Paul begins to say, it's now time to flip the page on your life. Okay, it's time to flip the page from who I used to be. It's time to flip the page from how I used to act. It's time to flip the page from the places I used to go to. It's time to flip the page from the way I used to think. As we prepare for 2024, is there anybody excited that you get a chance to flip the page on your life? See... There's a new chapter that God desires for you and that God desires for me. There's a new season he's prepared us for. However, you have to be willing and ready to turn the page. See, in 2023, many of us can be honest that we were on the same page that we were on in 2016. Same exact page. Nothing changed. And then in 2023, in the first month, we turned the page. But then around the sixth month, we went back a few chapters in life. But, but in 2024, I believe we're going to flip the page for good. We're going to flip the page on a new season, a new chapter. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Okay, the first thing you must learn today is that the old has to go. Okay, old things are passed away. Now, in this text, the word passed away, um, in the Greek, it means to perish due to neglect. It means something has died because it's been neglected. It's perishing due to it not being nourished or not being fed. It withers, it fades, until it eventually is all gone. It's passed away. The idea is that the old me shouldn't even be available anymore. The idea is that I can't even go back to who I used to be because I starved the old me. I choked the old me out. Now, now, this is important, and it may be hard for us to digest, but the reason many of us can't embrace the new is because we keep giving attention to the old. See, there's a call for us to move into newness, for us to thrive and embrace the new creature, and when we attempt to do so, we have one foot stuck in the past. I can't be new if I want to hold on to the old. I can't thrive in the blessing of next if I'm planted in yesterday. And what God is trying to do, he's trying to move us past the chapters of yesterday, past the chapters of fear, past the chapters of hurt, past the chapters of lack, and push you into the new life that he has for you. But you got to be willing to neglect the old you. Um, listen, you got to starve it. Somebody say starve it. Okay. The old man that used to fall to every temptation should not be available anymore. The old man that used to cuss out everybody around them should be so new, you don't even remember how to cuss somebody out good anymore. 
Okay, who can testify you used to know how to cuss some people out real good? But in 2024, you should be so new that when you even go to try to cuss, you just mess it up so bad, it just sounds so corny that you don't even want to cuss no more. You don't even know how to use the words anymore. Neglected, it's unavailable. You go to cuss somebody out and it's a big thing that says unavailable. Neglected, gone, can't do it no more. Now, many of us have to learn to be unavailable for some people. There's some people in our lives that in 2024, you're going to have to be unavailable. Because you've given them too much access. In 2023, they had too much power. You were too available to them. And in 2024, God is saying, your old man is now unavailable. You're unavailable. You're new now. So, so what are some things that we have to starve? You know, one thing that we got to learn to starve in 2024 is lust. Starve it. Don't feed it. Stop watching the videos. Stop looking at the magazine. Stop toying with fornication. Stop laying up. Stop laying down. Starve it. Don't halfway do it. Don't 25% do it, but you got to starve it. Listen, if you know you got an issue with abstaining from some things, then maybe you can only go on group dates. Okay. Yeah, we, we can't go out one-on-one, -on -one, but we can go out five-on-five. -five. If you know you cannot say no, then you cannot have Netflix and chill sessions. You may have to change the playlist on your phone. You can't be trying to stay pure when all the music you feed yourself is catering to your lust. No, see, y'all don't want to starve it, but you got to learn how to starve some things and shut some things down and close some things down. In 2024, I believe and I proclaim over this sanctuary and over this church a spirit of purity, a spirit of abstinence, a spirit of celibacy. Oh, some of y'all mad. Y'all covering up y'all ear. Listen, I proclaim it in your life right now. If you are not married, you will not fornicate in 2024. I'm speaking prophetically in your life that your mind will be made new your heart will be made new is there anybody who believes that for themselves I mean you ain't never did it before but 2024 gonna be different 2024 is your year where purity is what you lie for your thoughts will change your actions will change your desire and your plans will change and your sex life it will change the enemy will no longer allow you to pervert the good things that God has stored up for you and that's exactly what the enemy wants to do when he causes you to think that sex is about recreation when it's really about recreation and the enemy's using it to wreck creation I believe and I proclaim right now, I'm speaking into your life, that every intimate relationship that God did not ordain will be crushed and you'll fully move into the new chapter in your life. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how much money they make. If it's not ordained by God, I'm speaking. I'm hating on you right now. I hope that it does not work out. I hope that God crushes it. I hope that God sends it back to the pits of hell from which it came from. I'm stumping on it. Listen, I am blocking right now 
every single opportunity you have to mess up in Jesus name I'm sending the Holy Spirit to block it to take it out of your mind take it out of your heart this ain't one of them ones you're gonna be happy about but if you want holiness I'm believing God for holiness in your life and you got to learn to starve your lust. But, but one thing that you also got to starve is this mouth. I mean, you may be living holy in that area, but your mouth is a problem. We all know somebody they got an issue with gossiping, with lying. And if you know you have an issue with that, you got to starve it. If you got an issue with gossiping, you may have to learn how to just be quiet. Listen, you may not be able to be involved in every single conversation. When you go to the hair salon or the barber shop, you might have to put on headphones and not listen to nobody else's conversation because you know you like running your mouth. We're flipping the page on gossiping in 2024. We got to starve jealousy and coveting and wanting what somebody else has. If you know you got jealousy and a coveting spirit, if it's an issue for you, you got to learn to be happy with what God gave you. We're so busy wanting somebody else's blessing and what somebody else have that you miss the blessing that you got right in your own backyard. Wishing you had what other people had. And the reason I got to neglect the old me is because the old me is killing me. Okay. What's amazing about the Bible and about what God has done with nature, he always shows us in the physical what's happening also in the spiritual. And one of the most crazy phenomenons in nature are parasites. Because parasites, by their very definition, they live on are in another organism, um, which they call the host, and it causes the host harm. There is never a parasite that is actually beneficial to the host. And there are some parasites that they found who have had the ability to be able to control the actual actions and mind of the host. There are some parasites, what they do is they cause harm to the host for the purpose of helping themselves. There are some parasites that even make the host put themselves in vulnerable positions that will cause them to be weaker, that will cause them to be close to death for the purpose of the parasite being able to take over. And the reason you got to get rid of the old is because there are some parasite-like things and some parasite-like people and some parasite-like relationships that we are currently involved in that we may think is good to us, but is actually killing us. Neglect it. You got to starve it. And what's so crazy is it takes work to neglect. Now, now this sounds crazy because normally neglect means you don't do something. But it takes work to ignore the old me. It takes work to not entertain the old me. Because the old me is begging for attention. The old me is begging to be fed. It's begging to be seen. It's annoying me. And the only way that we can neglect the old me is to be in Christ. 
the text says that he who is in Christ is a new. Okay. Um, I want to live a life that the old me is no longer available. Let me show you how to do it. Isaiah 43 and 18. Isaiah 43 and 18. This is going to be the first thing that you got to work on this year. Outside of starving the old me, outside starving who you used to be, the attitude, the things you used to carry with you, you got to start starving it. You got to stop not giving it attention at all. Listen, in Isaiah 43 and 18, it says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Okay. Um, the New Testament and the Old Testament, they both testify that the old has to go. In fact, Isaiah, he says, don't even remember the old stuff. He says, forget about it. Okay. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God is saying, forget about the mess ups. Forget about it. Stop thinking on it. Stop dwelling on it. Stop beating yourself up about it. Stop being ashamed about it. Stop reliving the trauma. Stop dwelling on the trauma. He says, move on, forget about it, and flip the page. And many of us can testify that in 2023, one of your biggest challenges was you keep on bringing up the things you messed up on. It was not about what other people said about you or what they did to you. It was about when you got home and you looked in the mirror and looked at yourself and began to think about the mess ups and the things you should have, could have, would have did better. And the Lord is saying, forget about it and move on because in 2024, I'm making you a new creature. But, but, but there's a reason that he says, do not remember the former things. Let me tell you why. It is because... He has so much more that he desires to do for you tomorrow that is going to overshadow what he did for you yesterday. Okay. This is what makes his word so incredible. Because on one end, I want to dwell on the good things that God has done for me. I mean, think about it. In 2023, he showed up mighty. He showed up mighty in anybody's life in 2023. Is anybody going to testify that in 2023 God showed up and showed out on your behalf? I mean, we lost some people, but guess what? He kept you. There were some things that tried to break you, but guess what? You're still standing. It was some enemies that rose up against you, some friends that tried to destroy you, tried to take your peace, but guess what? They failed. Opportunities opened up in your career. Opportunities opened up for your health. Your health was restored. Many of us beat cancer, beat COVID, beat sickness, made it through some surgeries that other people did not make it through. He kept our children from harm and danger. He fed you all year. He let you make it to your destination every single time there are some things that he's done for us that I do not want to forget is there anybody who can testify that he was good to you in 2023 he was awesome to you in 2023 so why is it that he says forget the former things well there's a reason that he continues to tell us over and over to forget the former things I'm gonna show you this Jeremiah 23 Jeremiah 23, 7 through 8 is going to show you why you have to forget the former things. He says, therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth, which brought up, the, the, brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country. 
and from all countries whither I have driven them out, and they shall dwell in their own land. The first verse 7 says, it's going to come a time where they no longer say, the Lord got us out of Israel. All right, or got us out of Egypt. The Lord delivered us out of Egypt. Instead, they're going to say that the Lord who got us out of Egypt also got us out of every other country that we were slaved in, but also allowed us to dwell in our own land. Okay. He says the reason you can forget the former things is because greater things are coming. You think your testimony is amazing now? Wait till 2024 to kind of testimony you about to have. He says the reason you can forget the former things is because I'll no longer be the God that bought you out of one situation, but I'm going to be the God that got you out of every single situation you ever had to deal with. And so your testimony is going to go from one thing to now a thousand things. That's why you got to forget the former things because I got better for you. He said, stop living in what I did for you in the past and start praising me for what I'm about to do in your future. I got some things on the horizon for you that's going to be so incredible. It's going to trump everything that happened before. You thought I was a good guy back then. Watch what I'm about to do tomorrow and the next day and in March and in April. Can anybody give him a praise right now for what's going to happen to your life in June of 2024? In July of 2024? I thank God for what's going to happen in August of 2024. I got a blessing in August that's going to beat the blessing of today. I got a blessing in September that's going to beat the blessing of today. I'm forgetting the former things because greater is coming. Is there anybody who can testify in your life? Greater is coming for you. Come on, you got to say it. Say greater is coming. No, no, greater is coming. The business is opening up. Greater is coming. He says, um, forget the old testimony because I'm going to give you a new testimony that's going to be so crazy that it's going to supersede what I did for you previously. What I'm going to do for you in your next is going to be so incredible that it can't be compared to what I did for you in the past. And you got to believe it. You got to know it. You got to take that word and make it your own. You got to know and leave here that say that, listen, what God is going to do tomorrow is going to be greater than what he did yesterday. But you got to stand on it. He says, what I'm going to do for you in the new season is going to be so incredible that it's not going to be able to be compared to what happened last season. And listen, many of us had a great last season, so I can't wait to what God is about to do in my new season. But, but you got to learn to neglect the old man. So, so how do we do it? Well, neglecting the old man, that there are some people who have already revealed to you that they're not on board with the new creature that God has made you. They've already shown. They've already said some things. Already did some things. As most recent as this morning to show you. That they are not on board with the new creature that God has called you to be. And honestly, you may have to go a season or even a lifetime, no longer investing in that relationship. What I'm saying to you is you have to learn to simply cut off anything that wants to revive the old you. Anything that attempts to resuscitate the old you, you got to leave it alone. 
Anyone that wants to bring that old thing back, you got to cut it off. Because he's making me new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm going to keep on letting you read this over and over because you have to get it in your spirit. You have to get it to flip the page. He said, behold. Somebody say behold. Behold. The word behold is edu. In the Greek is edu, I-D-O-U. And and what it means, it means to see, it means to look, it means to witness. It is used in every single bold proclamation that any angel has ever said when they come to talk to humankind. When the angel came to talk to Mary and talk to Joseph, the angel said, behold. It was a proclamation. It was like, look, hey, you can see what's happening. So it can be seen almost like a big reveal. Okay, I'm going somewhere here. It's something that you are able to see with your own eyes. Okay, when you flip the page and you start on the journey of being new and neglecting the old, the question is, can we see it? Can we behold the newness on your life? Does your life say, behold? See, we can't keep on saying we're flipping the page. Can't keep on saying we're moving past the old things, but still look like last year. Still look like 10 years ago. Still think like the old man. If you still find that you're cussing and fussing about the same things you were cussing and fussing about five years ago, you may have to do a behold check. If you're still falling victim to the same tricks that you fell victim to 10 years ago, you may have to do a behold check. Because we should be able to behold and witness the new name that's on you. And what's amazing about the enemy is that the enemy has studied us. The enemy has taken notes. He has has seen what has caused us to stumble and what pushes your buttons. And he's been made aware of our insecurities and our fears and the issues of our heart and the things that we speak out loud that become snares that causes us to fall. And he goes using those same things over and over and over to hurt us. But the moment you take on the mentality of behold, the moment you make a determination that I'll no longer let minor things take major places in my life you'll begin to live as a witness of a new creation you'll begin to look new not just talk new but you'll live new not just yell new but you'll walk new not just sing new but you'll step new and say behold I'm a new creation people around you should be able to behold the change people around you should be able to see the change and come face to face with the new you But the issue is that many of us are trying to carry old things into the new year. Okay, one thing about the enemy, the enemy is a perverter. He does not have the ability to create on his own. This is what really separates God from Satan. God is the ultimate creator of things. The enemy is the ultimate perverter of things. So what Satan wants to do, he wants to be God so bad, but he's not powerful enough to do it. And so, therefore, he makes you think that he's this omnipresent being. But he's not. He's not like God. 
He can't be everywhere at once. So what he does is he will assign his minions to you. Okay, let me show you how this works. Since he can't be everywhere at once, what he does is he finds the issues in your life. Issues in your heart, problems that you got. And since he can't torment you himself over and over again because he can't be everywhere at once, he'll leave the issue with you. Okay. Then he'll come over here. And since he can't be with this person forever, remember, he left the issue with that person. That person carried the issue. He'll leave an issue with you. So he walks around leaving us issues. He'll leave us problems, leave us pain, leave us hurt. And what we do, we take it. And so we are determined to be a new creation. But we are carrying issues with us into the newness that he has for us. It's not that he's so powerful. It's that we have not decided to behold and be a new creation. And when I behold and become a new creation, I take the issue and I drop the issue. And I move into the new year. And I take the issue and I throw it and I drop it. Is there anybody who's tired of carrying issues, problems, pains? But you said, behold, I'm a new creation. Behold, I'm brand new. I'm walking into the new year empty-handed. He says, show me that you are new. Behold. I used to stress about it, now I pray about it. Behold. I used to drink the pain away, now I pray and leave it to God. Behold. I used to sex to make me feel love, and now I understand that I got the un... The greatest love that could ever come. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Mighty are the works of his hands. Behold, a new creation. So he says, behold, we should see it. It's important because the new that God has for you, it's not going to fit in the old. Okay. Now, y'all may hate this, but I begin to think perhaps the reason that I have not really been able to get everything that God has for me there's so much that he has me, so much more than what I currently have. I'm not talking about things, possessions. But, but even in the spiritual, God desires for you to be so much further ahead than you are. But the issue, the reason that he cannot give me the new is because the new will not thrive inside the old. Okay. Matthew 9, 17. Matthew 9.17 says, neither do men put new wine into old bottles. Else the bottles will break and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. Okay, there's a preserving that God is cultivating in your new season. 
In 2024, there'll be a preserving that God wants to have for you that when you flip the page, it means that the believer is not supposed to stay stagnant. But the believer is meant to grow because the new season requires you to make room for some things. Which is why he has not been able to give you the new is because you have not made room for the new. See, when they would store wine, they would use a leather or a goat skin. And the reason they could not put the new wine into the old goat skin is because when you put the new wine into a bag or a bottle, it will become fermented or it will expand. And it will break the old goat skin or the old bag, which would cause damage not only to the bottle, but it will also waste the new wine. When you become new, when you flip the page, when you step into your new season, you cannot do so with the old mentality or the old bottle because the old man with his old thinking, the old man with his old attitude, the old man with his old way of talking cannot handle the new wine, the new opportunity, the new doors, the new platforms, the new relationships. See, the old cannot fit and cannot handle the stretching that God wants to do in your life. And God wants to stretch you, but he cannot stretch the old wine skin listen i don't know about you but i want god to make room for some things i want god to grow me in some areas i want god to expand my faith i want god to expand my peace i want god to expand my joy i want god to expand my power i want god to expand some things but he cannot do so when i'm stuck in selfishness god is looking to grow your finances but you can't stay stuck on the page of lack and the page of lacking self-control. One way that we try to put new wine in old bottles is by leaving some of these habits unchecked. See, the way it became a habit is because we kept doing it. A habit just means you do it often. And you do it so well that you don't think about it. Which means that something that we did one time, we kept doing to the point that it now is an unchecked habit. The old wine bottles are not good for new wine because the old skin has gotten stuck in their ways. It's become comfortable and has assumed a shape. There are some unchecked habits in our life that have caused us to get stuck, caused us to get assumed to the point that the new thing that God has for you due to our unchecked habits will ruin the new thing that God has for us. He's not going to send you a spouse because of your unchecked habits. Because why would I send you your good thing when you're stuck on the old things? When we have a habit of just saying whatever we want to say to whoever you want to say it to, with no discipline, no filter, no regard, this mouth goes unchecked, and guess what? It's going to cause you to spill the wine. When the habit of bouncing to relationship, to relationship, with no regard of boundaries, no discipline, no self-control, when the habit goes unchecked, guess what? You spill the wine. When you find yourself stuck in ministry mindsets, you've assumed a position, 
and you assume that there's only one way for it to be done and that you're the only way that can do it that way, but God desires to pour out something new in this church, he will not pour out the new wine because he does not want us to spill it by being the old men that we are. New ideas can't go into new ministries. There are some visions that God has stored up for you. There are some business ideas that God has for you, but you can't run the new business from the old office. Behold, all things have become new. So what have we learned so far today? I'm going to let y'all go home. What have we learned so far today? So far today, we learned we got to turn the page. Anybody ready to turn the page in their life? Turn the page in a new year? We're turning the page. When you turn the page, you neglect the past. The old has passed away. There are some people that we got to neglect. There are some mindsets that we got to neglect. There are some places that we got to neglect. And he said, behold, we should see the change, experience the change, new wine bottles. But why do we become new? That's the question. Lord, why do we become new? Do I become new to brag about it? To flaunt it? Do I become new for the purpose of just telling people I'm brand new? Notice that the text says, in all things. I love about it because I don't know about you, but I need an all things transformation. I want an all things. All includes my mind, includes my heart, includes my mouth, includes my actions. But we don't become new just for show. See, as a new creation, I have new spiritual senses. So I begin to use my discernment to help me not get tied up into old things. Something goes off to tell me, nah, that ain't the way you should go. That's the old way. That's the old thing right there. As a new creature, my spiritual appetite begins to change. I don't desire what I used to, but I crave more of the things of God. I don't just want Sunday only, but my desire is for God to flow into my Monday and flow into my Tuesday and flow into my Wednesday. It causes me to want intimacy and not just hype. As a new creation, there are going to be some things that offend you now that did not offend you before. There are certain things that you'll see that you used to think were entertaining. You used to enjoy it, but now it makes you sick because the holiness on the inside of you, the new creature, cannot stand it. And there's nothing wrong with your ears becoming more sensitive, your eyes becoming more sensitive, because holy does not accept any old thing. But, but listen, the, the new creation is not just about holiness, not only about abstaining, not only about righteousness, um, not only about the way we walk, the way we talk. Not just feeling different, but can I show you what we're going to be able to do in 2024 as new creations? Y'all want to see it and then we'll go home? Yes, this church is going to do amazing things in 2024. I believe it. This church is going to do some incredible things in 2024. Your families are going to be able to do some incredible things in 2024. But let me show you what those new creatures who are flipping the page can do. If you look at 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19, and musicians, you can come. Praise the worship team. You can come. We're going to go home on this. It says, in all things are of God. Now, remember, he said he's going to transform you, make you new in all things. Then he says, and all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 says, to wit, 
that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the what? The word of reconciliation. Listen, being a new creature gives me the ability to take part in the ministry of reconciliation. I need to be reconciled. The nature that I was born with is completely against the nature of God. The reason I must flip the page and be made new is because without me flipping the page, I am at odds, I am at war with a perfect and holy God. So therefore, he makes me a new creation, imputing his righteousness on me to reconcile me to himself. He gives me the ability to live righteous. I become reconciled. So yes, now I can live holy. I can do the right thing. I can say the right thing. I can think the right thing. Because since all things are of God and all things are the whole sum of my being, me, myself, my whole being has now been redeemed. I am all things. But look what he said. He's given you the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of restoration. The ministry of atonement to restore and get back into right relationship. Now this is important. Since Jesus has reconciled me, I should now have the ability to reconcile with other people. See, it don't matter how new you claim you are. The real test on if you are new is if you can reconcile with some people who've done you wrong. If you can be in right relationship with the people around you. See, we were excited about being a new creation. But I'm less excited about having to go and reconcile with some people that it made me upset. But the true test of being new is if you can practice forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration. We cannot go into 2024 holding on to old issues, old problems old grudges. We got some people that we didn't talk to all year that we haven't talked to in the last couple of months over something petty. If you're a new creation, flip the page. He gave you the ministry of reconciliation, which means it's your job to reconcile. Now, there's some people who've done you dirty, who've done some major things to you. But guess what? It didn't kill you. It hurts you. But you're still here. And you're stronger because of it. Don't let the enemy block your blessing. Because your pride won't let you go back and fix what God gave you the ability to make back right. Let me just see something. If you know what some things you got to reconcile, I want you to stand on your feet. If that's you, and you're here today, look around. The beauty is this. God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. It's your ministry, not mine. 
It's your individual ministry. Now, the bad news is, it is going to be tough. It is going to stretch you. But that's why he doesn't put new wine in old bottles. Because this is a part of you being stretched. I don't know who you got to go and talk to. But if that's your prayer, that you can flip the page and begin 2024 reconciled, atoned, made brand new, clean slate, no issues, no drama, no problems. He's given you the power to do it. The question is, will you do it? See, in verse 20, he says, after all this, you are ambassadors of Christ. He says, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. After he talks about reconciliation, talk about being made new, he says, now then, you are ambassadors of Christ. In 2024, that's the goal. I want to be an ambassador to Christ. As God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead that you be reconciled. So as the prayer warriors come and our altar workers come, there's a call that I want to make. It's a very important call. I do not want you to go into 2024 without you having Jesus as the head of your life. Without Jesus being your personal savior. So if you are here today and you want to give Jesus your heart, you want to give him your life, you want to make sure that if you were to die today, you would make it into heaven. And you want to pray that prayer today? I want you to make your way to the altar. We want to pray with you. We see you, sister. Thanks for coming.